Let us pray together. Dear loving God, we need your love and wisdom so desperately. Hold us now as we seek to hear your voice. Amen. I must admit I never felt very drawn to Peter. In fact, I tend to think of him as quite opposite to me in many ways. I think of him as being big, blustery, impulsive, and rather gruff. And if I am any of those things, they are parts of myself I don't really like. (laughs) However, in today's passage, I find myself quite sympathetic to Peter and what he must have been feeling. He and his partners had worked all night. He is tired now and likely very discouraged, even despairing. He had worked so hard, and yet there was nothing to show for it. What would he tell his family? What would they eat today? How would they pay the taxes and debts that were coming due? No doubt many of us feel a similar weariness. There are so many things in our families, our nation, and our world which keep us up at night. And we are also struggling right now in the life of our congregation. And there is no point in avoiding it. We have just said goodbye to a pastor who was well-loved and are still trying to understand what went wrong. We know that many worked hard for a better outcome, but in the end it was to no avail. And so we are confused, angry, disheartened, anxious, and exhausted. Like Peter, we want to tell Jesus, we have worked all night long and have caught nothing. But what does Jesus do? He tells Peter to go out into the deep water and let down his nets. In John's account, Jesus tells Peter to try the right side of the boat, to try again from a different vantage point. But here in Luke, the call is to do something that appears even more foolish and risky. Jesus tells Peter to go out to the deep water. From what I've able, what I've been able to learn about fishing in that time, it made more sense to fish at night and in the waters that were shallower, where the nets could reach the fish and the fish couldn't get away so easily. So this request from Jesus to go out to the deep water in the middle of the day must have felt pointless at best. It likely also felt rather dangerous. In the Bible, references to deep water can imply a perilous space, such as in Psalm 69, where the psalmist cries out to God, I have come into deep waters, and the flood sweeps over me. Deliver me from my enemies and from the deep waters. Do not let the flood sweep over me, or the deep swallow me up, or the pit close its mouth over me. So I can imagine Peter thinking, you want me to do what? I am already tired. I am already almost drowning in despair and hunger 
and you want me to try something like this? And at first, Peter does protest, but then he relents, if you say so, because I trust you, because you asked me to, I will try this, regardless of what the other fishermen think, regardless of how senseless this is, regardless of the potential danger, I will go out into the deep and let down my nets. As I have pondered this story, I keep asking myself what God might be asking me to do. What might God be telling us as a community? Is God inviting us to risk going out to the deep and to do some things which might appear foolish or even frightening? Is God asking us to trust even more deeply that God's love will be with us? And bring unexpected blessings. And so I am going to risk something now. I'm going to ask us to practice doing something uncomfortable, something that might stretch or surprise us. Of course, to do something new or daring or awkward is not the main thing. Yet I think there is a call here for us to keep stepping out in faith to keep taking steps that can help us see new things and gain new insights. A call to practice skills which can lead toward healing, toward greater understanding, greater justice, greater love. And so if you are able, I'm going to ask you to move to another part of the sanctuary, perhaps a place you've never sat before, on the other side, or in the front, or in the back. And if you choose not to do this, and it, I can understand that there might be reasons not to today, and there's really no judgment in that at all, I do encourage us to try sitting in different places um, when we come to church um, on, on, on other Sundays. So I'm going to also move and give a minute or two for us to rearrange ourselves as we'd like um, and for you to find a new place um, to sit for the rest of the service. Thank you. 
Wow. <laughs> you are all so willing. <laughs> um, I thought maybe just a few people would move, but um, yeah, it's interesting to look out at sort of the arrangement of faces now. Um, thank you. <laughs> Again, I want to say that just moving to a new place will not solve our problems. The pain, the disappointment, the weariness we are feeling will not magically go away. Yet in this story, I hear Jesus inviting us to take some risks, to reach out to one another in new ways, to listen and to learn new things, perhaps to intentionally go toward the places of doubt and discomfort and vulnerability, to share with one another in ways that can lead to greater understanding, greater justice, greater love. Jesus is inviting us to go out to the deep and to trust, perhaps recklessly, that God's steadfast love will hold us up and will bring restoration, healing, and blessing. For Peter and his partners, the large catch of fish was an amazing sign. Of course, that too did not solve all their problems. They were still poor and still living under an oppressive Roman occupation. But I think they must have remembered the passage we heard last week from Ezekiel 47, where the prophet had heard God's promise to bring abundant restoration to the people. In his vision, he saw a river flowing from the temple, which grew ever bigger and ever wider, so that wherever it went, living creatures could thrive. Specifically, there would be very many fish. People would fish beside the sea and spread their nets, and the fish would be of many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. So I think Peter understood that this catch was not just a wonderful miracle, but it pointed to something bigger, the amazing reality that God was truly working among them even now through Jesus to bring hope and restoration to the people. And even more amazing to Peter was that it looked like Jesus was inviting him to join in this work. Perhaps this is why Peter responded as he did. Who am I to be part of this movement? I am so unworthy, so sinful, so inadequate. What do I have to contribute? Still, Jesus answered, Do not be afraid, but come and join me. Come and participate in God's work of healing and justice. And Jesus continues to call to us. He invites us here today to continue following him, to keep joining in this work of hope and restoration. So let us be brave Let us be humble, let us be loving and strong. Let us keep following Jesus even into the deep. May it be so.